Paige, Jared, and Bobby. Yeah. We're back. Mm -hmm. Episode 23. Yes. But we are in the first episode of season two, and so we are excited to be here today. Yeah. Don't you feel it's new and refreshed? You're like, wow, season two. You know? (laughs) Season two is when the show has proven itself. It, It gets a budget. Yeah. You know, we can expect the special effects this season to just be amazing. Actually, what you don't see or mm-hmm. what you don't hear is that we actually have pyrotechnics. Okay. <laughs> bang. That was totally not us making noises with our mouths. Bang, bang. Mm-hmm. That was... Yeah, we don't have a budget. But <laughs> it's all right. That doesn't mean that season two is not going to be awesome. I mean... Right. Come right, on. Right. If you listen to the trailer, you knew, you know that we are about to hit something hard and, and heavy. <laughs> yeah. So it is hard. I hate to laugh about it because I got some strong feelings about it. But the way you introduced it to me uh, the other day, uh, you know, it, it really, really made me laugh. You know, this movie. Um, by the way, the movie. I realize this movie's a, you know going to amount to nothing in in the long run. Yeah, you know, we're not we're not worried about this movie. I think I think what what has really um, caught my imagination right now is not the movie itself. It'll be forgotten pretty soon. Um, it's it's uh, this idea of um, it's kind of, the movie to me is like a representation of how um, gun rights and Christianity in the American mind are like fully amalgamated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think that for you know, I know that those people are already probably feeling tense about this conversation. Probably felt tense at the trailer because Just reaching for their guns. Man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> wait a second, are you are you liberal? You know, like which I hate. I hate the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I really, I, I, I strongly dislike yeah. the idea of saying um, because you believe that there should be a certain way that guns should be handled, mm-hmm. that you're automatically liberal. Right. Because that's not fair. I don't think that's fair in any way. It's like we've created separation. Again. Well, we did. We created this sort of binary opposition, you know, um, in that you're either one or the other. And so one has all of this set of, of, of goals and ideals and values, and the other side has this set of ideals and values. I mean, yeah. you know, it's it's a philosophy that goes way back, but it, it kind of um, invites you to to lock people in to like an us versus them mm-hmm. that actually isn't even the reality most of the time. Um, yeah. If you start looking at the nuances of, of what people believe, you know, yeah. I'd like to say one thing that's probably informing this for us is uh, we're coming from, uh, you know, right now uh, the perspective of two people who've lived in West Virginia for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I'll say as far as liberal goes, you know, in West Virginia, I am considered a, a liberal, mm-hmm. but if I go elsewhere, I'm considered conservative. Uh huh. Oh, easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if I were to, if the thing is, like, you know, I come from, you know, Southern California. Yeah. West Virginia. Yeah. Uh, I knew a lot of people. My dad owned guns. Sure. Um, I think. Oh, everybody I, mean, I know. I mean, you know. I mean, my dad owns guns in California. Um, you know, I. The, it's like I'm. I'm not against. Like I'm not against people owning guns. Right. For a purpose. Yeah. Right. And like. Like the people who own rifles to go hunting, mm-hmm. dude, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who own handguns to maybe protect their home. Like, okay, I get it. Like, I understand mm-hmm. it. I'm not like I don't necessarily. That's not what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would say, well, wait a second, you just open the door. Somebody's gonna come into your house. 
No, because you know I have other ways to protect my family. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. So I have sure, I have skills great. that I don't like to talk about. Um, All right, okay. <laughs> no. I wish you would. <laughs> but um, I, I do like that you're talking about uh, non-lethal forms of protection. I, I don't know why it always has to go straight for we must kill them. Yeah. Like how I'm, how I'm going to protect my family is I must kill them. Why is that the default setting for, right. for us? Like why has it got to be like there's someone on your property, scared of them, shoot them dead. Yeah. And, you know, for me, again, I sit and I say, well, why does it have to go that level? It, it, and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe it's because I, I look at Scripture mm-hmm. and I hold it. And I'm not saying that people don't that, that believe in the Second Amendment. I'm just saying that I look at Scripture and I wonder if what Jesus said, what we see in the Bible, is in Old Testament and New, mm-hmm. is that is having weapons inside of our not saying inside of our home sorry I want to take that back okay having weapons to be used to to kill other people on a person on a right for an, an image bearer of God exactly mm-hmm. because what this film that we talked about um, the, yeah. the what's Reliant, the film yeah okay. the, Reliant, the Reliant starring Hercules Kevin Sorbo okay um, and so if you didn't listen to the trailer you can go back and listen to it but we'll give a little brief synopsis here because I'm not sure um, I would yeah I, I I want to make sure that this is clear. So Kevin Sorbo um, did this whole thing of, um, you know, made this movie basically to say, well, he didn't make the movie. Somebody else made the movie. Right. He's just in it. He's in it. He needs, to, he needs a job. Yeah. So, to yeah. to battle against Antifa. Right. Is I, it? Or, I was, or I was is waiting it, for the laugh from last week. It, I know. Well, it's a he. he well, you, you threw me off there because uh, the Antifa thing. I guess it's not as funny as it was last time you told me. You know, um, it's still it's still funny. Uh, but um, but I I don't know if it's a if this is an anti Antifa movie. Can I even, can you even say that anti Antifa anti anti fascist anti Antifa sounds like a char- I, a rejected character was, from um, the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, Aunt B. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of Medea films. I could kind of imagine that being a like Tyler a, a Perry's Medea. Yeah, like a yeah. Medea, like a Medea, like a. Now Medea had guns. Oh yeah, yeah. That, those, I'm saying those, though, those like, are, that's like the best scene in any Medea player movie is when she gets a, a pistol out. But Anti Antifa wouldn't that be that be a character? That'd be a character, <laughs> that could be right? A, like a character. I don't know. If okay, Medea is <laughs> definitely not gonna like her. No. Anti Antifa. Right. She is not welcome at the family reunion. Right. So okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. Right. That so aside. that was yeah. I don't even rest. remember what we're talking about. But this is fun. Um. So oh, it wasn't. It's not an anti Antifa movie. I think it's just they need an enemy. So that, you know, because we, you know, it's about fear. It's always mm-hmm. about fear. You yes. can, if you're going to shoot guns, you got to have somebody to shoot. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. And different generations have picked out different people. And they're like, what can we say? And this is what I call conservative political correctness. They're like, well, we can't go after this group. That would be politically incorrect. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to look obvious. So we're going to make it somebody that everybody right now at least can agree to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Should it be Nazis? No, <laughs> don't do that. Make it Antifa. <laughs> I love how every time you talk about yeah. this, your voice instantly gives the harder twang. Like mm-hmm. it's really funny because how like, do you know that's not my real voice? You know well, this, this whole this whole uh, Hollywood <laughs> accent that I put on could be the affectation. You know, true, true. You I guess know? that's right. So no yeah. one will ever know. Right. Okay. Okay. So now the battle that he's in. Mm-hmm. The questions that are raised in the trailer for the film, if you didn't go and Google it after you heard our mm-hmm. trailer, um, the idea that his daughter is questioning the morality of guns, and it says, yeah. the line that says, 
in God or through God, all things can be made good. Right. Even this gun, even when I shoot somebody, praise the Lord and pass yes. the ammunition. Yeah, right? praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. That's what this ammunition. movie is. Thank is you, praise Dixie the Lord. Chicks. Right. Thank you, Dixie so. Chicks. Yes. And and now people are like, wait a second, this has nothing to do with Dixie Chicks. We're out, right? Because they were so anti. They were anti Bush. But anyway. Um, they were. They. What's weird is they. They sort of uh, were rejected for uh, the opposite reason. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was protesting the Iraq War, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, moving so, on. Moving on. on. Okay. okay. So now, again, this is where we we battle and we mm-hmm. we struggle because, again, here he is, saying, um, that all things through God can be made good, mm-hmm. which that's biblical, but then taking that biblical thought process and turning it into even guns Mm -hmm. even killing people can be made good Mm -hmm. by god now people would say well the old testament you see in the old testament Mm -hmm. all of the people dying because of the people of god standing up for the people of god and standing up for god and standing up for the 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 israel Mm -hmm. israelites and Blah, blah, oh, blah, right? you do so, see that. You so, do see where, like, you know, um, the you know Israelites come in and they're commanded to level entire cities and hamstring the horses even. Mm-hmm. And know? so you see that and you say, okay, mm-hmm. that means that God is okay mm-hmm. with killing your enemies. Mm-hmm. And at that time, yes, you're right. But it was for a purpose. Well, it was. I mean, it, 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 it right. wasn't just to go and slaughter people. There it is was... a difference. Yeah, there absolutely was. I mean, there was a time when um, you know God sent these armies of Israel in the Old Testament uh, to bring His judgment on another nation. Mm-hmm. But that's not where we are anymore. No, because then when Jesus comes, mm-hmm. Jesus is like, "Look, you're." We talk about every single time, and we, we come together practically in this podcast yeah. because it feels like. We have forgotten the second commandment mm-hmm. that is just like the first, which is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? Wait, and are you saying the second commandment is the opposite of the second amendment? Almost. Okay. Almost. Because of the fact that when you love your neighbor as you love yourself, mm-hmm. you find a way to create peace. And quite possibly, if we figured out how to love our neighbor well and we learned how to love each other well, maybe, just maybe, we would see less reason to have guns in our homes. Sure. Just think about that. If we figure out how to talk to people nicely, mm-hmm. love the person who is struggling on the street, find the person who's, who is addicted to drugs and figure out ways to help them on the street and help them off the street mm-hmm. and off the addiction, then people say, well, I don't have the skills for that. But we might know people who do. So how do we start leading people in a better direction? And then maybe we wouldn't need these kind of things. Yeah. Now, again... I know there's always going to be evil, there's sure. always going to be violence, there's always going to be these things because this is the world we live in. But as Christians, though, this is who we're talking to. Because the world, yeah, the world should be saying, I'm going to get a gun and I'm going to shoot them up, bang, bang, right? right. That's what I'm going to do. And, that, and that's that's the thing. But for Christians to look at it and say, I need a gun in order to protect myself so I can kill other people if they threaten me. Mm-hmm. Jesus being our Lord and Savior, mm-hmm. being the one that we learn from and that we that we are supposed to um, uh, basically um, mimic, mm-hmm. right? We're mm-hmm. supposed to be just like him in yeah. this world. We're supposed to be the light yeah, in this world. I was always told Christian meant Christ-like. And, and so, so when, we're, when we're walking along there, he's being, he is the one that should have been saying, kill them all, because he was the one being hung on a cross. Oh, I see. So He should have okay. been the one saying, look, this, right. this group of people is coming to attack me. I sure. am the son of God. How dare they? Right. 
Now, granted, his purpose was to come and die for the for the forgiveness of all people, right? right? For the for the world, if that's right. what he came for. So, I think the Bible makes it pretty clear, or Jesus himself makes it pretty clear that he had the choice to do violence. Oh, yeah. When he said, don't you know that I could call down, was it 10 legions of angels? Mm-hmm. 12 legions 12. of angels. 12,000 angels. I'm, th- I'm saying 10,000 because it was an old song, mm-hmm. and it was he could have called 10,000 angels to destroy the world, set them free. The song, for singing purposes, making it sound good, changed it to 10,000. Jesus actually says 12 legions of angels. He's, he could have done vi- like supernatural violence, like invincible angels from heaven could have come and destroyed all of mankind at yep. that point. Yep. We would not be born. Jesus could have destroy- wiped out the entire human population. Easily. But he didn't do it. Yeah. He actually chose to go about this a different way. So He demonstrated that even when your enemies rise against you, mm-hmm. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So he took away that judgment that judgment that you know sent Israelites to uh, bring judgment against you know nations that were enemies of God in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. um, Jesus took that away when yep. He died on the cross. Yep. And so, he, so at that point, we're not supposed to be killing people now. We shouldn't. Right. I mean, granted, there are reasons for war, mm-hmm. right? And it, that stuff happens. Yeah, I, I struggle with this because I, sometimes I do think that there is a such thing as a just war. However, I think we don't. I think we've had terrible, terrible trouble as a species understanding when it's just and when it isn't. And so, unfortunately, the default for the United States of America is to go to war Mm -hmm. and then decide later if it was just or not. And we've made some mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, one could very much make a case that um, you know World War II was just. Yeah, you can make a big case on that, and maybe God used the nations to. Um, stop Hitler's, you know, um, Hitler's movement mm-hmm. and Hitler's activity. Um, you can make that case, you know. Right. Um, but just, you know, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq War, you know, the the, the George W. Bush Iraq War mm-hmm. that was, you know, for the weapons of mass destruction um, that we were looking for. You know, a lot of people have argued, you know, and I agree that there, there was a lot of injustice, you mm-hmm. know, in those wars and in those movements. But... Um, we're pretty bad at beforehand being able to tell if you know killing tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people is going to be the right thing to do or not right we made some irreversible mistakes right yeah and so so the war aspect of things i was like okay you know what like we there are things that we just can't control in that regard because honestly, the government is going to do what the government does. Right. We, By the way, I don't put that on the individual soldier. You no. know that I was a soldier. Yes. And you do what you're commanded, right? Mm-hmm. So this isn't about like you know military people. You no, know, your not son at all. just joined the military. This isn't about him because if a war is unjust, I don't put that on the soldier. I put that on the people who sent the soldier to do to do the unjust thing. Yep. The soldier did his job. There's Someone a, higher up made the decision. There's a song from uh, Lincoln Park. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but one of the lines says that his brother his brother had a book that um, he would hold with pride that um, that when it opened it up it said when the rich waged war uh-huh. it was the poor who died. It is and historically accurate. Yeah, accurate every time. Every yeah. time. I don't care what war you want to name, you can find it. Yeah, mm-hmm. because the people who were entering the military were the ones who mm-hmm. were looking at it saying. It's going to pay my education. It's going to give some food mm-hmm. on the table. It's going to, and so they're going to war while yeah. the rich are hanging out in the safety spots. Oh my gosh! And as as much as I love, as much as I love um, to to read about the American Revolution, 
I know that there's there's plenty of evidence that most of the fighting was done by the poor. Yeah, that there were a lot of wealthy people who did who risked who did very little to risk their own lives in the American Revolution, even though it would be they who would benefit from independence, you know, from from Britain. But yeah, um, it's uh, Lincoln Park's "Hands Held High." That's what it's called. Yeah, okay. and it says, uh, "My brother had a book he would hold with pride." A little red cover with a broken spine. In the back, he hand wrote a quote inside: "When the rich wage war, it's the poor who die." Mm-hmm. And accurate. And it's I mean, and it talks about like and, and it's really. I mean, it was a it was a commentary on actually George W. Bush or mm-hmm. George. Sure. Yeah, George W. Bush. It sounds about right for Lincoln Park. Yeah, because yeah, it was like their their comment their commentary on on the way that he spoke mm-hmm. and the way that um you know we're going to war for stuff that we really don't understand why we're fighting, mm-hmm. but we're doing it because. There's a battle of rich people trying to and and mm-hmm. again like I'm not trying to justify war. I'm not trying to 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 make war sound horrible. I'm just right. saying that the reality is like we do have that. Just being but, real about it. Yeah, you know, it's a but, complicated thing. It is know? very. Mm-hmm. But that's something that's above our heads. Right. So then we bring it down to our level. Right. And we start to say, which, which yeah. I say to myself, if I were to if I wanted to lean on a side, I want to lean more towards what I see in Scripture from Jesus. Okay. Yeah, if you're going to make a mistake, make the mistake trying to take Jesus literally. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, is that going to be a mistake? <laughs> I mean, you know, if I stand before God and you know, and 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 I died because I took Jesus at His word about nonviolence. Yep. I, I is God going to tell me I was wrong? Yeah, I, I I would hope not. Yeah, because I'd say this is what we had. This is what we had from your word, and this yeah. is what we see. You're going to tell me that I'm wrong because I see your son Jesus, the yeah. son of God, telling Peter that he needs to put his sword away because he who lives by the mm-hmm. sword dies by the sword, but, and then healing the ear of the of the soldier, and then to to have him on the cross saying, "Father, forgive them for they know not what they do." For for him looking at us saying. When you think an angry thought about your brother or sister, yeah. you're committing murder. So, yeah. so now if you hate your if you hate your brother, you've murdered him. In yeah. in Jesus's, uh, in Jesus's description of morality, and, yeah. and what is murder and what is sin. And then so. you can jump into Paul's writings, and mm-hmm. Paul writes. I mean, when he tells him, "Look, the, your enemy is not people of this world. Yeah. It's about it's about spiritual forces." That are fighting against you and trying yeah. to create rage and create anger. Our struggle so, is not against flesh and blood, right? Yeah, and so we automatically create enemies because oh, you're a liberal. Oh, you're a conservative. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're Antifa. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're not Antifa. It's like, and and this is okay. So now, hear me out on this. I don't support the KKK. Okay, I have no, I have no, I have no qualms in saying the KKK anybody, is yeah. wrong. Yeah. Okay. But what are you about to say? <laughs> I am going to say this though. Like this is see this is where it gets difficult. Okay, because where it gets difficult. because now yeah. the guys though who are a part of that yeah. are still made in the image of God. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And so now for me to I know some people would say no. If I saw if I saw a Nazi, mm-hmm. I'd kill him. Yeah. Now there's always this idea that we want to make if somebody's ideology, even if it's terrible and, and you know perverse and disgusting, like the KKK or you know. Um, you know, like a neo-Nazi or something. There's always these people that want to dehumanize them, and yeah. I'm like, whoa, man, they're the way they are because they're dehumanizing someone else. Yeah, you know. And and then you know, and, and so people say, well, what happens if you saw a Nazi beating up on a on, on a on a person of color? What would you do? Mm-hmm. Well, I would stop him. Like if I saw him beating up somebody, yeah, 
I would stop him. I don't necessarily have to kill him. I will try to put him in a headlock. Yeah, I will do what I can to take him off of there. Right. And then I will, because I'm a big guy. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not afraid to tackle somebody. Sure. I'm not afraid to come at him with a little bit of kicking if I have to. Yeah. Because I have to get them off. Now, I'm not, that's not Mm -hmm. violence. It's me defending somebody to get that, you know. You can restrain somebody in a nonviolent way. I mean, that's what police try to do generally. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do to get somebody to to stop something, to to de escalate the situation. Mm -hmm. You have to do that. That's a, that's a, big what if though like you can see something going on and you clearly know like this is a nazi you know what i mean that's a big what if and um you know in my mind i bet you hardly anybody's gonna see that or even have to react to that a lot of this stuff what it amounts to these sort of hypotheticals are fantasy you know Mm -hmm. people are being prepared for something that at the end of the day for 99.999 percent of us is really just fantasy right yeah um, I saw a video the other day that had a guy who, and this is in a foreign country, I can't remember where, but he was in a grocery store and he had his cart and there was a guy who came up behind the cashier with a knife mm-hmm. and asked her to give the money. Yeah. And the guy pulled out a gun to get him to drop the knife and to basically say, you know, stop that. Well, people are like, and then this is what this is why we need guns. Sure. I now, see a meme every other day because I will tell you, I have a lot of, like, Gun enthusiast, Second Amendment enthusiast, Christian friends. Right. And, yeah. And in my mind, I'm going like, dude, you had a shopping cart. The guy had a knife. Mm-hmm. Ram him. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, 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 you don't need to pull out. You know how long it took you to pull out that gun? Like, you see the guy holding up? Ram him with your cart. Yeah. And then, and then you take care of him that way. Because right. you know what? He's not like he's just as scared. Yeah. Because if he wasn't scared, he would have he would have still stabbed that woman by mm-hmm. you pointing a gun at him. Yeah. Like like just hit him with the cart. Did you have you ever been hit with a cart? Mm-hmm. I have because my kids don't know how to push a cart right, and they take out my legs while I'm walking, and I say, "Stop pushing the cart." Yeah. Did you check to see if the story was a real story? Oh no! Like, it, was it was like it was real footage. It was true. It was yeah, like a news story. Footage, okay. yeah. Because uh, some of the memes I get, I sort of look at the behind the scenes on them, and they were disproven like in the early two thousands oh, yeah. sometimes. So uh, one one I saw this week was about uh, it was like a nine year old girl or an eleven year old girl, you know, um, and she supposedly shot these two. Um, you know, illegal immigrants who had come into her house and, and all that, and you know, and uh, they gave some nice uh, Spanish names to these two guys. And I say gave because the story is totally fabricated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just a fear mongering meme um, to sort of tap into that sort of underlying fear of the other. Mm-hmm. A little bit of racism, a little bit of xenophobia in it, a yeah. little bit of, um, you know, anti immigration kind of. Yeah kind of hatred undertones in it Mm -hmm. and uh you know i told the person who posted it i mean this is fake i mean you know it was disproven in i think like 2006 yeah but still out there and people will repost it like it's true yeah here in 2019 Mm -hmm. you know but well i just saw somebody post something about a a israeli shekel Mm -hmm. from 1963 or something like that that had an airplane okay flying into the twin towers okay and now Obviously, already it's like the BS flag is going off right. in my mind. <laughs> yeah. the twin towers. Yeah, it's actually on this on the coin. If it was like it's not yeah. even a real picture. Yeah, but yeah. on the coin it had the scroll, like okay. a, like a like a Hebrew scroll that was on there or something like that. Like okay. it was like it was something like something like that. It had nothing to do with the, the towers at all. But Ooh. they're like, look at this shekel. So many years before nine eleven, it's like number one, they had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But you want to create that. That so that yeah, and and um, 
that wouldn't bother me if I knew that people were going to be discerning about it. Mm-hmm. But I see it get reposted. And by the way, the people that repost the things like, okay, like the the one I just talked about, mm-hmm. about the, the fantasy story of the girl yeah. shooting these guys. Um, it, you know, it was posted by a, you know, a Christian person. Mm-hmm. Um, been Christian more years than I have and somebody I look up to. Yeah. There's... The, and so... It was disappointing, you yeah, know? Yeah, it is. Because I'm like, I thought that you and your wisdom could be more discerning than this and not, you know, the knee-jerk share reaction of we got to protect ourselves from these quote-unquote illegals. Yeah. And the problem is, right, this is what this Kevin Sorbo movie comes to play too. Yeah. Because Reliant, now, Reliant. Reliant. 2019. Yeah, is what Reliant yeah. comes into play because... You have a lot of Christians who are going to see this. And there's a faith trailer and there's the action trailer. And so they are feeding into this faith concept of God makes things good. And so now it's going to be pitched to movies and to to churches. And it's only going to be in the theater for one day from the reports that I'm reading. It's Mm -hmm. only going to be maybe one day, maybe two, and it's going to go straight to DVD or whatever after that, right? Yeah, I Um, I would kind of think that that's probably where it was headed. Or Pure Flicks. I don't know, but so you, it, okay. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if it'll go there or not. Okay. But, but the reality of it is, though, is that you have this film, and now you're saying to yourself, "Okay, who are they marketing to? They're marketing to Christians. Sure. Christians are going to watch this, saying, yeah, let's fight against the enemy.' That's going to be almost all of their audience. <laughs> so, and and then know. when they say, let's fight against yeah. the enemy, mm-hmm. what is it saying to people who might not have the same views as us? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're the enemy. So then they're going to have the ability to say, we're going to shoot you. If you yeah. come at me with – and granted, again, this is like the, the far extreme, which we've seen mm-hmm. on both ends, far extreme. And that's what strikes fear in me because now mm-hmm. for these people who they're fear-mongering to, again, these are Christians who are being – who are having their fear fed into. And we are told by our Savior yeah. to not fear. Mm-hmm. We are told by our Savior that there are going to be things that happen in this world that are going to be crazy. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be famine. There's going to be people who are going to be teaching false things. There's going to be government leaders who are going to try to move you astray. There's going to be things that are going to come in and it's going to feed into your fear. Um, sure. And this first, goes this goes way back. I got some examples yeah. for you. Well, first, first <laughs> yeah. John talks about the fact that there have been many antichrists. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, there's going to be that one antichrist. There have been many antichrists. Like mm-hmm. the, there's always going to be somebody who's going to pop up. We have to be prepared for when that one comes that Jesus is going right. to be like, okay, that's it. I'm here. And Antichrist and, as in their teachings are opposite of Jesus' teachings. I mean, so, the, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, there's all, all these different mm-hmm. thoughts on that. But the reality of it is, is that we have been buying into these fear stories. Mm-hmm. I'm saying we because I'm because these are Christian brothers and sisters. We have been buying into these fear stories and not using wisdom and discernment to figure out what's true and what's not. We read an article. We read a caption. We don't even read the full article. We don't even open it up to read the article. We read the caption. And if it goes along with what we believe or with what our um, ideology is, then boom, we share it. We don't even find out if it's true. We don't even find out the real information. We don't even find out if it's like if it's really something that really feeds into what we believe as Christians. Yeah. But if it f- falls into our political view or if it comes from a political group that we believe in or mm-hmm. that we support, we're going to share it. Yeah. And then we don't even think that, wow, by doing that, mm-hmm. we're actually supporting fear. 
Oh, it's, yeah. And we are, we're a part of the darkness. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if people really think about that at all. I think that they see it as like, oh, no, we're shining light. No, you're actually shining darkness. Yeah. Like, shining darkness yeah. because, because you are fear-mongering yourself. Mm-hmm. You are feeding into the fear of other people. And so when you say, they're taking away our guns, you're saying, be afraid. Mm-hmm. So you are a part of that darkness. You are. If you believe that some group is going to be able to take away your guns and you're afraid of that, you're, you're in fear. Right. And that means that you're going against what Jesus told you to do. Right. You're, I'm not saying take away the Second Amendment. Right. I'm not saying take away your guns. But I am saying quit living in fear to the quit point where fear. you have to have these guns. And what takes away fear, Bobby? Jesus. Perfect love. Perfect love yep. drives out fear, according Jesus. to our Holy Bible. <laughs> yep. Jesus is perfect love. All right. So this idea, a uh, little side side note here. Uh, I want to read some... Uh, I, don't, I don't know who wrote this. Someone who saw uh, the Reliant, uh, I'm going to guess... Maybe even someone who didn't see the Reliant just saw the trailer. <laughs> wrote finally exclamation point. This I let me just let me just say this right now. IMDb is my favorite website, and my <laughs> wife knows I'm on IMDb every single week. All right, it's the perfect website for when you're watching a TV show and you're like, who's that? Who's that guy? What was he in? And then you can figure it out, right? You can go look at IMDb, look at the cast list, and you're like, that's what he's in. <laughs> so anyway, here I always look at reviews for things. Right now, I'm not saying this is any indicator of how the Reliance going to do, uh, but it's got a two out of ten. It's got a two. <laughs> it's got a two out of ten. Wow. That'll fluctuate when the movie's actually released. It's kind of funny that people can already rate it, though. I don't understand right. it. Well, then anyone, anyway, somebody wrote. Finally, and I'm reading this one because I feel like this puts into words where a lot of people are. And I do know people who talk like this. I don't know this guy, Mm -hmm. but I do know people who talk like this. Finally, there is a movie that represents the modern conservative that is under attack by Antifa and the liberal media. This movie effortlessly blends the clear connection between the Second Amendment, written by the Christian founding fathers, and the teachings of Jesus. Kevin Sorbo seems to just churn out hit after hit. He was a special good and the logically consistent God is not dead non-Christians and anti-gun crazies will probably not like this film <laughs> I think a lot of I think a lot of non-Christians will like the film side note but anyway this film shows what will happen uh, if we let God and guns be eradicated from our nation and schools Bobby that Bobby's shaking his head no because this is uh, but but I feel like this person has definitely put into words the things that I hear. All right, now let me tell you this. I got some I got some people in my newsfeed on my social medias, okay? And uh, every time I want to post, so I get snarky on there. You, you probably can't tell from this podcast, but I'm a sarcastic person. <laughs> it's not always good. I'm not saying it always glorifies God. It really doesn't. I don't know. There, there's something wrong inside me. But sometimes I, I get I get a little Babylon B, and I start thinking, well, you know, maybe my sarcasm and my my uh, ironic speech, my verbal irony, can be used uh, for the glory of God. I'm often wrong. However, this one time I said, I quoted Jesus, and I this is my social media post. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. I have, I have quoted Jesus saying that. Now I make my satirical quote of America saying, or you can just shoot them instead. Hashtag Second Amendment. Hashtag NRA. So, and I know, I know what I'm in for. I know, I know, I don't need to say these things. So, right, uh, but. I did, and, um, you know, some people are, like, you know, getting it, you know what I mean? Um, 
I have some friends who are satire impaired and, and unfortunately read that stuff and think I'm being totally dead serious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I did have a friend though. He gets real huffy and he posts a lot of, he's an older Christian friend. Uh, I really look up to the guy and respect uh, other teachings, but he's all, it is very, it must be very important to him to have permission to shoot people because he really wants to. He posts a lot of stuff about guns rights, way more, way more than, I don't even know if he really owns a gun, he must, but it's it's a lot of stuff about, you know, what would you do if someone broke into your home, don't let, you know, don't let the government take our guns away, that kind of stuff. And so what he reposted here, uh, what he posted here, I'm sorry, not reposted, what he posted is that this was his, um, th- these were, this was his sort of uh, rebuttal, okay? Mm-hmm. And so he'll do it with scripture too. It's, and he put Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called sons of God. So to him, being a peacemaker means somebody who has a, a weapon, right? Okay. I realize there are what, you know, there's a Smith and Wesson peacemaker, am I right? No, yeah, but not, so, yeah. but that, that's not what that means, right? right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but to him, there's, there's, you know, having a weapon okay. is, 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 is a tool for keeping peace. Okay? okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and say that. Then he says... This one's way out there for, for this one, I think. I don't think it works, but well, I'll tell you what he says. Then Revelation 19, 14 and 15, chapter 19, verse 14 and 15. From his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the wrath of God Almighty, and there's an ellipsis there, dot, dot, dot. And then he follows this by saying, there is obviously a time for peace and a time for war and a time to protect yourself and your family. And he put, non-ironically, hashtag second constitutional amendment. And then as he as his tradition, he made Igthus, a, a Jesus fish, um, out of greater than, less than symbols. And, um, and um, that right there, to me, none of that was about I have this gun and I'm allowed to shoot somebody who comes onto my property, you know? Um, and I said to him, that says vengeance is the Lord's, not mine, is what that rebel passage and revelation was about. Mm-hmm. Um, he put, disagree. The thief can have my coat, but if he's going to hurt me or kill me, it's not vengeance. It's a course of wisdom. And I think he kind of misunderstood who was having the vengeance, you know? Um, but the course of wisdom, what he means is, this is what I want to get to, because I'm not trying to discredit this person. I hope he remains anonymous. But what, what uh, is, you know, uh, what I want to say is, when he says it's a course of wisdom, what he means is it's a course of common sense. Okay, because common sense is that sort of um, earthly wisdom that says we got to have a plan for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and. There is a lot about what Jesus asks us to do that defies common sense or defies earthly wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. And when he asks us to turn the other cheek, I agree that with somebody who says, that doesn't make sense. I really wish I had some way to fight back. You know, I agree with that because that's the earthly wisdom. That's actually what your dad teaches you when you say, hey, I'm scared of kids at school. You know, mm-hmm. he says, hit them back, right? Um, that's what we teach our kids. That's what I was taught growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Boy, I tried it. Man, was I in some fights growing up, you mm-hmm. know? Um, I'm a person who comes from, like, you know, I've, I've had violence in my life, okay? And, and before I got to this point where, you know, God called me to, like, lay down the weapons and turn the other cheek, it was a long, hard road, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized that that road defied wisdom. But every time, every time, Bobby, that I've turned the other cheek... Um, God has spared me and God has protected me. So what, what it is, is 
there is a faith element to saying, I'm not just going to shoot somebody who comes onto my property. I'm not going to arm myself against people that I'm afraid of right now. Perfect love drives out fear. And there's got to be this feeling that if they come, God will protect me. And if God doesn't protect me in the way that I want him to, and I'm actually killed, that he still has me in his hand. Right. Because even if I die, where am I going? Right into the bosom of the Lord. Right. Hmm. It's not that they can send me to hell. They can't do it. Right. So, you know, and I, to me, that's when I had to sort of to sort of lay it all down. I got a few stories if you want to hear them. I mean, yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm wrestling through all this stuff that you just read to me. Yeah. Um my my pastoral perspective and kind of, you know, I I know the person you're sharing about and He's knowledgeable, you know. He's yeah. Very, oh, very absolutely. And um, but somebody whose uh, classes I've enjoyed attending, mm-hmm. and um, still yeah. still respect him. You know, yeah. I oh, still no. I yeah. still can learn from him. But I this think... is where he he's where a lot of Americans are. Yeah, he's where a lot of human beings are worldwide. But I think I feel like we have we have kind of taken a fascination with arming ourselves with guns and using um, lethal protection. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. We've really taken that, I feel, to a pretty high level in this culture. Yeah. Um, because you don't need a massive gun to defend yourself. I mean, I I saw my friend shoot himself with a pellet gun mm-hmm. in the face um, because he was dumb. But mm-hmm. he did it because he thought he didn't have anything in there. He was just shooting himself with air. Yeah. Well, then he had a pellet gun to his cheek. That hurt. Yeah. It was bleeding. And he had to go to the ER. Now, the idea that you want to end the life of someone you're afraid of is totally fear. It is. That is totally fear. That is. is just a fear of like, I don't even want to face the consequences yeah. of if I restrain this person. I mean, if I could give you a gun with rubber bullets like riot gear, yeah, which is terrible. You ever seen anybody shot with rubber bullets? Mm-hmm. I mean, the bruise. I mean, they're going down. You yeah. know what I mean? They're going to yeah. be. They're not. They're not going to walk around. You know, they're 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 gonna they're gonna live. Yeah. But they're going to have a broken rib. They're going to have a bruise, right? And if you were successful in taking somebody down with that, a lot of people are afraid of that person still, that that person's life. It's like this idea that it's like I must kill them and end their life to protect myself from them forever. Yeah. And that's fear. Yeah. When I look at the scripture that he used, it's really interesting to me because it's – even if he wanted to use Matthew 5, plus are the peacemakers um, – he also goes on to talk about you know that you are um, this is it's also it's the same sermon on the mount right it says that you are um, not supposed to even um, say a bad bad word to to your to your brother or sister yeah I mean we were, we were both quoting sermon on the mount yeah me to say that uh, right you know Jesus um, says turn the other cheek yeah and him to say oh, yeah. no don't really do that yeah right yeah and then he goes into Revelation and Revelation is when Jesus returns on the horse right. Um, which is imagery. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know if that's exactly how yeah. it's going to be. It's just, but even if it is, it, he's the only person that has the wisdom and the authority and the right to even do that. Exactly. So, he's And he's coming after the nations. Not we're going to talk about rights. Not an individual person. He's coming after nations, the ones yeah. who, who have been going. Like He's going He's going to be rising up against the governments and the mm-hmm. oppressors who have been keeping his people down. And he's going to be coming to lift up his mm-hmm. people out of oppression. Yeah. And he's going to bring them into the kingdom. 
and there's going to be a battle against the principalities mm-hmm. and the darkness, and that's what we're going to see mm-hmm. now. That has nothing to do with us right. needing to defend anybody. Because again, he has his own army. Mm-hmm. He does not need us. He does not need like this. I think this is a, this is my biggest thing, and I'll and 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 I'll let you share your stories in a second. But this is my right. biggest thing. Yeah, is that. For some reason, Christians get into this mode of where we have to fight for God. Uh-huh. That if we don't fight for him, then he's going to be lost. Okay. Yeah. Where do we get off thinking right. that we are the ones that have to defend the creator of the universe? Yeah. We have no reason to believe that. Mm-hmm. He does not need us to fight for him. Yeah. He fights for himself. He does not need us to rise up to fight against enemies. He is going to do that. That's what we see in Revelation. He's going to do that. Mm -hmm. What he wants us to do is love. What he wants us to do is care for the poor, the widow, the orphan, Mm -hmm. to to put clothes on the the naked, the prisoner, to, to, to lift up the oppressed ourselves, to see people not as enemies, but as people who were created by God, who need the love of people who say that they follow mm-hmm. Jesus, who is the creator of all things. This is where, for me, why do we feel like we have to fight for anything? Right. We don't. Right. If we already, if we believe we've inherited it all, why do we need to fight? Right. If we believe that we have freedom in Christ, why do we need to fight right. for anything? If Jesus paid it all. Yes. Yeah. I, again, I'm not saying don't keep a weapon. I'm just saying, why do you need to keep it? If in your heart you're afraid, and that's why you need to keep it, okay. then you need to check you're yourself. You're saying examine that motive, right? Right. If right. you're keeping it just to be on like just to be on the safe side, like not yeah. like you're not in fear, but you're saying like you know what, I'm gonna have it because if they come in armed, I I feel like maybe I should be ready for that. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, is that right motive? I, I don't know. I live on a gravel road in a rural area, and uh, everybody on this road, except for me, owns a gun, and I absolutely respect everybody on this road. Right. But see, everybody on this road, you know, they got a, a good reason to own this gun. They got a positive reason to own this gun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and that's not even what we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of people think you're coming after that. First of all, your hunting rifle, you know, a lot of people are like, you got to have this in case, like, um, you know, you have to have that well-regulated militia so that you can rise up against the government if they yeah. start to oppress the people. Your hunting rifle is not going to do anything. To I don't know if you know this, but um, every year the military advances its uh, technology mm-hmm. and your hunting rifle is still the same as it was like 50 years ago. Yeah. You know, you can have you I, can go ahead and keep your AR-15s if yeah. you want to, but you're not going to do anything against it, a tank. It is fantasy, you know. <laughs> it's a, was it uh, was it John Mulaney who said, you know, you're bringing a gun to a drone fight? Yeah. It, I mean, perfect. Thank yeah. you, John Mulaney, for saying that. I mean, because that's what it is and what it amounts to is fantasy, you know. And I saw somebody who was like... Uh, perpetual gun enthusiast and he posted this meme uh like a joke meme it might have been a babylon b type thing you know and it was someone trying to cure a serious illness with essential oils you know it's pretty funny right <laughs> however th- this person's looking at like oh these essential oil people you know like this is ridiculous to think that it's going to cure this like terrible disease well i would actually say you thinking that your gun collection is going to protect you from uh, a government that wants to oppress you <laughs> Yeah, that is the same thing. Yeah, that's like pouring essential oil on a serious yeah illness. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just fantasy. And so I think for a lot of people, it really is this idea of like you know, um, it's it's sort of a what if, 
and we build up this fear sort of what if you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I would I would liken it to you know I mean I had a plan in case there were vampires in my room as a kid I put a sheet over my head Ooh, the yeah. sheet would protect me from the vampires yeah you know um, I had a fantasy I also had a fantasy solution to protect me from the fantasy mm-hmm. and honest to goodness I think that's what this is you know with this like guns are going to protect me from the libs and Antifa who come to take my freedom you yeah. know um, but I also think that this idea that someone's going to uh, break into your house and the only your only option is to just shoot them down yeah uh, in the name of the Lord is so rare mm-hmm. it is so rare and I actually think that that God can protect us in other ways you know yeah. and I put my money where my mouth is Bobby I'm gonna tell you a story right now when I live in the city in Phoenix Arizona and someone did come to my front door and attack me didn't know the guy didn't know the guy. There was a knock on my dorm room door. Okay, I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona. It's a. I'm gonna say it was late at night, maybe 11 or 12 at night. You know, yeah. knocks on the door. Uh, I have a suite mate. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like a next door neighbor, and we share a hallway, right? Yeah, we're dorm guys. Mm-hmm. And I look out there, and I'm like, it's a young man. It's probably my suite mate's friend. You know, let him in, no problem. And I and I so I open the door. He has this crazy look on his face. He goes, how you doing, man? Puts both of his hands on my neck. Wow. Both of his hands on my neck and starts to strangle me, you know? So I grab his hands and I'm thinking, what's up with this dude? Dude's a lot bigger than me. So at that point, I'm not sure what's going on anymore because this is where it gets a little fuzzy in my mind. But I do know this. We're kind of like, it's turning this wrestling match. We're kind of like rolling down the hallway, you know? Yeah. I think I actually called for my sweet mate, which his name was Chuck. He wasn't home. You know what I mean? So I wasn't getting any help in like holding this guy back. Right. But what I was trying to do was hold the guy back. This is at a point in my life where I was like, you know, Jesus does not want me to attempt to murder this person. Right. Yeah. He's trying to murder me for all I know. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to choke me and that's pretty clear, you know. Um, but I remember getting his hands off me and kind of arms flailing around. He's a bigger guy than me, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get somehow down the hall, we get closer to my door. And it starts to become evident to me that he's on drugs or he's having a psychotic episode or something. And he doesn't know what's going on. Um, I said a few words to him. He gets his arm around my neck in like a headlock. And I'm starting to black out. And I called out to the Lord. And I don't know if it was audibly or if it was in my head. Uh, But I did know that it was going to be up to Jesus to protect me at that moment. Mm -hmm. The guy passed out. He went unconscious. I come to a little bit. He's lying there kind of limp, you know. So then I start to realize like... This guy might be overdosing on drugs, right? So uh, I don't remember why, but I went next door to my <laughs> buddy next door because we were all in dorms. It's real close anyway. Right. So it takes me all of like, you know, four seconds to go next door. Yeah. And I tell my next door neighbor, EJ, I'm like, there's a guy in my room. He's in my bedroom right now. He's passed out. I don't know. He might be dying. So <laughs> I, you know, so we call. Yeah. Did you say it that calmly? Yeah. I mean, I, w- I was, I don't remember how I was. I honestly, okay, I, right. I can't see myself in that moment, but I do remember that this is what I said. Okay. You know, and I remember EJ just going, 
oh god like that you know and so I remember sitting on EJ's bed and I call uh, I don't remember what if I called 911 or if I just called some base police phone number this was on a military base right okay and um, so I, I base police is who showed up I don't remember if I called 911 or what but I said yeah this guy I, I don't know uh, attacked me in my dorm room and so the the, ba- the base police show up right you know and these guys come in and so we can see that the guy's not dead because at this point he's coming to and he's mumbling to himself you know mm-hmm. he's on the floor and um, so they they sort of wake him up you know and I remember one of the base policemen goes do you know Airman Brown do you know Airman Brown like this and the guy goes no no I don't know who that is you know he goes well you hit him Okay, that's like he's yelling at the guy, you know, as he's coming to. And the guy's like, go to town. So anyway, they stand him up and they handcuff him, you know, and they like walk him down to the car. And they're going to take him to wherever they take people when they get in trouble on base. I don't know. My friend who's a a Navy officer, uh, a retired Navy officer called the brig. I'm pretty sure we don't have a brig, but they they do have a jail cell on base, right? And so uh, they take him there. And then the cop's filling out the police report. And they're like, and we're on the second floor. And the cop says... The cop says, so you didn't fight back. And then when he passed out, you didn't throw him out the window? (laughs) And I said, no. And then the policeman goes, I'll be honest with you. That balcony right there, when he passed out, I would have thrown him over that balcony. (laughs) You know, we had this sort of doors that open up to the outside. And there's kind of like a, there is kind of a balcony down to the parking lot. You know what I mean? And so, and that sort of made me laugh. So anyway, I'm beat up. I look at my face in the mirror, blood everywhere. Um, you know, black eye, you know? Yeah. So I'm telling this story with my, uh, we had a, a Bible study leader. He was my mentor and, um, and he was, he was, you know, he discipled me for, you know, all these years when I was in the military, some of the best teaching of my life, you know, and I'm telling him this story. And at some point, I said I didn't know the guy's name. He went and looked it up. Like, he found, you know, some police reports or something from the night before. He was able to call somebody. He knows a lot of people on base, right? Right. He's the retired Navy officer, right? Okay. And he's always doing, like, Christian ministry around base. So he's one of those dudes that knows everybody, you know? Right, the right. preacher type guy. And um, and he and he says, he goes, that's who attacked you last night? He goes, I know him. Whoa, you had your hands full with that guy. He's a big guy, you know? And I started saying, listen, the Lord protected me, you know? I, I, I'm really believing this thing, you know? This, you know, uh, this uh, turning the other cheek was put to the test, you know? Yeah. And he says, well, you know what? He says, he's in a lot of trouble. He goes, I'm going to go talk to him. So, uh, you know, I said, well, I'll go with you, you know, um, if you think of calling me. He goes, well, I'll call you. Well, next day I was at work all day, and, and the Bible study leader went without me, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, he goes and talks to the guy. He had a time of, like, praying with him, sharing the gospel with this guy, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Jesus had a way to, like, reach this guy in this situation. I don't know what became of him because even if you, you know, give your life to the Lord after you beat somebody up, um, I mean, I didn't press charges or anything, but at the same time, it's like, the you know, the base, you know, they're going to do something. Right, you know what right. I mean? Because it's yeah. the military and there's a whole other set of rules, you right. know? Um, uniform code of military justice and so they could have done their own thing to discipline him or prosecute him that had nothing to do with getting me involved so I, I didn't have to really go to court over it but I do know this is that you know um, you know he, he was sitting in that jail cell the next day you know with you know my Bible study leader 
Right. And they were praying, you know. So I, I don't know where he is now, you know. But if anybody should be afraid of somebody coming to your front door and just randomly attacking you, it should be me, you know. I should be a guy <laughs> who goes to the door at night with a gun, you know. Right. But I don't do that, okay. I yeah. don't do that because, I, you know, I just believe that there is a non-common sense way of nonviolence. Yeah. And I've become one of those Christians who just isn't going to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's, there's a lot of challenging pieces to this, you know, um, because people will say, well, wait a second. I have to defend. Mm -hmm. My thing, why? I mean, it's, my heart, my heart says we follow a, a God Who's bigger than all of this, mm-hmm. right? And for Paul to write, for 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 me, to, whether I die or live, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's it, yeah. it's it's like I, I wish I can quote it correctly. I, I, it's horrible, but but basically, like to die is gain. To die is gain, right? right? And mm-hmm. to to live, you know, hey, I'm here. You know, it's <laughs> like, and so for him, like he saw something bigger, right? And I think that we've lost focus. On what's bigger yeah heaven eternity is bigger and when we think about our lives here mm-hmm. and we say you know what my life is more important than others or that um, that that person is so far gone that if I kill him whatever he's going like he's gone I protected myself right but like you said you never know what could happen you never know you save that person's life you, you speak Christ in their life like they have somebody else come and speak Christ in their life in prison whatever they come to know him like that's incredible, mm-hmm. right? But we lose that opportunity if we kill him, right? I if think we just so. kill him, and I think so. And and ha- and heavens, man, if it's me, and that people don't like this for me to say this, but this is what's in my heart, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Is you know, there's me, and there's uh, let's just say a, a terrorist, a random terrorist of some kind, right? Mm-hmm. Could be a white supremacist, neo Nazi, could be whatever, could be ISIS, and right. so there's a terrorist. And uh, I'm, I'm on the assumption that that's not a, a follower of Christ, okay? So if they want to kill me, they kill me, I go to heaven. Mm-hmm. I kill them. Where do they go? Mm-hmm. I'm not sending them to hell. Right. Yeah. I mean, and... Because you don't talk about rights. Who has the right to do that? God does. Yeah. So I'm not usurping God's rights by taking justice into my own hands. Right. And when and people say, well, you're not sending them to hell. They made that choice. Well, I don't yeah, know. but I they did they did, but you know, I, I have a choice too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's that's where we have to get to. Mm-hmm. Is checking our motives. What are we fearing? Should we be fearing? The answer is no to that. Right. Right. According to scripture, should we be wise? Oh yeah. Be wise about who you let into your home. Mm-hmm. Be wise about how you open the door at night. That's right. fine. Mm-hmm. Be wise about who you let into your car. Be wise about those things. Don't be in fear. Right. Don't have a weapon because you need you're in fear because you're feel and and you know you can go deeper. We can keep talking about this, but we're running out of time. But the, but ultimately, what we have to wrestle through, and and I know somebody's gonna say, well, you guys didn't talk about the full issue. Well, we only have an hour. 
you know, know. we um, can't cover any of no, our issues in full no. that's why we have different episodes right which i come back and do another uh facet to it yeah you know? yeah and so if you have a comment whatever leave it on facebook send it to send it to us whatever we'll respond most of the time mm-hmm. um other times we might just wait to go ahead and respond on the on the show but for us though we we want to say like look like we we know that there are a lot of other issues that are out there, and we love to talk about them. We don't have that time. We're sharing from our perspective how we see Christ telling us to live without fear and to not live by the sword. Because if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Yeah. You want to live the way Christ told us to live. Mm-hmm. Love, bringing peace, being salt and light, mm-hmm. being humble enough to recognize that you might not have it right, right? You know, right. Um, you and, and to realize too that America's not the only country, and so just because we have that right, mm-hmm. and other countries don't, like, I mean, that I mean, what what does that mean, right? I mean, like, shouldn't everybody have that right? Like, and some people say, well, yeah, everybody should have that right. Mm-hmm. Well, but that's not wise. You know what I mean? Like, that's not wise at all. It's like because we got to think about that. We got to think fully about how this works. And yes, I understand evil is there. Yes, somebody mm-hmm. with a with a mindset of getting stuff off the black market and doing things wrong. Yes, evil is real. Sure. But should we be a part of the fear? Should we be a part no. of that darkness? Right. And no, we should not. No, we, we should, should not. not be a part. And of I that. think that's the issue that we're trying to get to today. Is I mean, you know, check what's in your heart on this. You know. Yeah. Yep. Don't don't feed into other people's fear, and don't feed into your own. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, you are moving into darkness. You're not moving in the way Christ wants you to move. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a reality. You're not being light in the world if you're feeding into fear. No, that's that's spreading darkness. No, I think the Bible's pretty good. You know, one of the you can tell how powerful something is by how many, um, you know how many opposites it has mm-hmm. you know and the antitheses of love are many you know mm-hmm. things in the bible that are opposite love you know fear is one of the top ones yep you know we think love and hate but the bible says no love and lust are opposites love and hate are opposites and uh, love and fear are opposites right and fear you know and if you want to get people motivated unfortunately fear is the easiest one it's it's super hard to like when you're talking making media messages like a, like a film mm-hmm. or a commercial or anything like that. You know the fastest motivator is fear. Yeah. You know it's hard to really make an ad that like inspires people to to love uh, to 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 do what you're trying to influence them to do out of love. It's a lot easier to to do it through fear. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to be immune to that. And by the way, I, on a side note here, if anybody just wants to, you know, a, a good idea for like a. Uh, a compare and contrast or, or you need a, a paper for your uh, community college class I, I would say that this movie uh, The Reliant which I, I say again is I know I understand it's not going to be a big movie I want to say this it's kind of a um, uh, the birth of the nation movie for mm-hmm. a new generation are you familiar with um, yeah. D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation yeah. Yeah. yeah and that came out in 1915 and the whole thing was to motivate the public to be afraid of people of color because the idea was that uh what the movie said was that this was uh you know um that america was a uh you know a white nation you know and um that uh white people were the only people qualified to like govern it 
and that people of color were trying to ruin it, okay? Mm -hmm. And this movie uh, inspired a whole movement of people joining the Klan. Yeah. You know, the movie had a private screening uh, with Woodrow Wilson. Now, I've heard conflicting reports on whether he approved of the movie or not, you know? Right. I, I've, I've, uh, the, the, the filmmaker quotes uh, Woodrow Wilson as saying that, you know, it's all true. It's like watching history told, through, told with lightning, and his mm -hmm. only regret is that it's all true. Now, I think other people have said that, like, Woodrow Wilson never said that, but for a long time, people thought he did, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the idea was, this is, here's a fully racist movie, you know, right. segregationist movie. Mm -hmm. uh, here's Woodrow Wilson, you know, supposedly uh, endorsing the movie, although, we're, like I said, we're not actually sure if that's true. Right. But this was a big thing for a long time, you know, and what it was was to motivate people in fear to get this going. Now, flash forward to uh, what's the good side and the bad side of this. Oh, by the way, people thought Birth of a Nation was a Christian thing, right? Mm -hmm. The Ku Klux Klan was supposedly, you mm -hmm. know, they believed that they were doing the right thing, like mm -hmm. God and America and keep it white, you know, oh, yeah. and you got to control these other people because, like, you know, they're immoral. You know, that was the whole, you know, fear and, and stuff that, that they um, and that 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 was a big thing for a long time well flash forward and what have you got you know it's like you gotta own a gun to protect your Christianity from Antifa it's a small scale right it's a small potatoes version of the same thing right no I'm with you um, well we're running over our time um, but there's a few things that, there's, there's three things that I want to talk about um, so my son and I, we watched, uh, or my, my kids and I, we all watched the Star Wars films, right? We, yeah. So we, so I've introduced him to Star Wars films and um, Star Wars Episode One, mm -hmm. right? When Anakin Skywalker gets introduced to Yoda, yeah. and to um, um, Mace Windu, and yeah, they're doing the exam, and, yeah. And one of the things that Yoda says, and I have it here, he says, "Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering." Okay. Now. This is Yoda. This is like Yoda's eightfold path from Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> and people can draw. You can draw a correlation from Star Wars to Christianity. Basically. Yeah, but, yeah. But Yoda's message is very strong. And yeah. So it's it's that idea that like when we have fear in our heart, when we have fear in our minds, when we allow fear to to overtake us, mm -hmm. that we will start to lean towards anger towards different people. And it will lead us to hating those different people, and that hate will lead to suffering. Not just their suffering, but our own. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be aware of that. We need to be wise in what kind of fear are we allowing to feed into ourselves, and are we allowing ourselves to, to hold on to. The only thing that we should fear is the Lord in yeah. respect, right? That's what the fear means. We should not live in fear of others. We should not live in fear of, of anything other than um, the fact that we we are our creator like yeah. we should fear him because he is the one who has all control and all power um second thing is um let's listen to again listen to the the messages that we're allowing to go into us like we're, if we're listening to the messages that are causing us to be more fearful we need to shut those off mm -hmm. if we listen to messages that are feeding into our anger and feeding into our hatred we need to shut those off yeah okay and the third thing again we are not against guns. We are not against people who own guns. Mm -hmm. We just want us to make sure that, that you, the listener, and others to make sure that your heart is centered on, on what Christ wants you to be yeah. centered on. And again, if you are buying a gun because you are afraid of what the government might do, afraid of what somebody else might do, 
maybe your motives aren't right. If you're buying mm-hmm. a gun because you want to protect yourself, like, okay, okay, well, let's think about that a little bit more. Why? Yeah. But if you want to buy a gun because you want to hunt, dude, go for it, right? Sure. I mean, like, go. Like, that's fine. Deer but, population is fully sustainable in West Virginia. You may yeah. hunt the deer. <laughs> but motives, heart, yeah. mind, all those things have to be questioned. Yeah. And that's what our challenge is. Um, you know, the Bible is very clear about how we're supposed to treat each other, how we're supposed to love each other, and how God made us all in his image. Um, we have to be wise about what we're doing there. Yeah. Um, so those, that's my final thought. Anything else? Um, I'd like to quote Yoda. <laughs> no, try not. Do or do not. <laughs> there is no try. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. No, that's, that's, that's it's just good... the most inspiring Yoda quote in my mind yeah yeah and then i'd also like to quote um obi-wan okay Mm -hmm. rate jared and bobby on itunes yes obi-wan did obi-wan said that said that abraham lincoln said it too (laughs) did he appear as a blue ghost from the force i think it's in the meme if any president went to the force it's abraham lincoln yeah yeah all right yeah probably uh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that'll just... set us up for our next episode. Yeah, so, I don't know. Okay. but but that's yeah. it. But yeah, no. So hey, we've had a great time. This is yeah. a great first episode mm-hmm. um, to season two uh, or our episode twenty three. And um, you know, again, rate us on iTunes. We love that. Um, leave comments. We love that. Follow us on Facebook. We love that because we we want to. And, and if you comment. We will try our best to respond. We are busy people. And, yeah, we're um, busy people. This is not our livelihood. This is just a way for us to vent and com- comment and, and have a good conversation together over coffee. Yeah. And so we are glad that you joined us. Hopefully that you will continue to join us and um, share this. Mm-hmm. Share it on Facebook. Share mm-hmm. it on Twitter. Um, get other people listening because this is a great – This is we feel like we're, we're having a good conversation that we'd love to have other people involved in. And like I said, the shirts will be up and running again probably in the next few weeks, um, but we'll, we'll see. It'll be announced as we go. Okay. But um, again, hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Um, hope to see you next week when we come back together. Um, well, hey, this is Bobby. This is Jared. You listen to Frankincense Podcast. We will talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>